we're gonna i don't know where it is in arizona but if you're ever traveling through just like make a giant circle around so you can avoid that area by all by all means so you don't get murdered murdered <laughs> judith, judith. <laughs> I'm sorry. It keeps like pausing on your face in the most crazy ways. <laughs> it's doing it to you too. Shh, it's fine. Just ignore it and it'll go away like a bully. <laughs> T-Rex. <Fuck> you, internet. <laughs> One for the blooper reel again. Oh, <laughs> Two for the blooper reel. <laughs> 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 Everybody, it's the dudes from the future. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just wanted to hop on and let everyone know that we are very aware of the uh, video problems that you're going to see and the audio issues that you might hear. Um, yeah, we we're having lots of connection issues it took a really long time and I guess we were just kind of hoping that it wouldn't be like as noticeable as it is yeah I was hoping the playback would be like oh that didn't matter it didn't do anything and I couldn't (laughs) edit it out because it was very like during important parts of the story so it's not terrible it's not the worst it's not great um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it'll get it's a little yeah just just have fun with it you know it's how life is sometimes right just working with what we got so yeah I also wanted to address I do believe that I was saying the city wrong I don't know if it's why Rika or, or Eureka this will make sense later but I'm, if I was saying it wrong, I'm sorry. And if you're from there and that offended you, don't cancel me. <laughs> Let's just throw a blanket like, we're sorry in over the whole video because I also, you know, had some pronunciation issues for some things. Yeah. And although, you know, I think I apologize every five seconds for how I'm saying stuff. Just, uh, just like know that do. we're aware. <laughs> We know. We know we, we're stupid. We know. <laughs> we know what's wrong with us. <laughs> oh okay. God. Okay. That's uh that's all we got. So enjoy the rest. Enjoy. Have yes. fun. Welcome to Dude. How are you today, Taylor? <clears throat> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Feeling good. What's your uh, yeah? What's your mood this week? What you feeling? I'm feeling a little murdery. Murdery. Passionate about murders. Yeah. About, about crimes. crimes. About crimes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Crimes of passion, perhaps. Crimes of passion. All right. So um. What what kind of crimes of passion have you been? Uh, what what what's really tickling your fancy these days? I found one 
pretty interesting. It happened a very long time ago, but still has a little twist at the end, which I thought was cool, but it's a very, uh, you know, one of those triangles of love. What? What's happening? Oh, you said twist at the end. Is it an M. Night Shyamalan movie? You know how much we love those. <laughs> it could be. This is probably his inspiration for something, I'm sure. Oh. It's out there. We just don't know okay. it yet. Oh my gosh. So we have a love triangle. We do have a love triangle. This is the story of Dan Willoughby. I think that's how you say it. And okay. Yasina, or no, no, I'm sorry. Yasinia Patino. All right. Okay. So we're starting in Mesa, Arizona. Mesa? 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 <gasps> Mesa? Mesa? Yes. Wait, why? <laughs> is that where yours is? <gasps> Arizona! <laughs> I'm Mesa disappointed in you. Ex- Ooh. City of... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of Mesa. I'm never going there. No, thank you. <laughs> we know where to stay away from taking that off my travel list um so patino i hope i'm saying their name right we are going to dive in um <laughs> to the first meeting between the two of these people um first back up a little to patino she immigrated to the u.s when she was six in 1962 which means she was born in 1956. Um, And, you know, once she was old enough, I assume, hopefully, she kind of made her way through life by hustling men and shoplifting kind of all over the U.S. or all over the place. Um, Legend. Legend. You know, you gotta, (laughs) that's a real girl boss right there. Doing stuff. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had to. (laughs) She's the one on Facebook messaging you, like, do you want to buy these yoga pants? Like, uh-uh, stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. uh, in the late 1980s, she eventually moved to Mesa uh, to be closer to her family. I'm guessing that's where her family immigrated to when they came to the U.S. And then she's the one that left and kind of went all over the place. Um, and while she was there, she was at a bus stop and she saw a luxury vehicle, a, I'm going to say this wrong, but a Jaguar, Jaguar, that car. You really think you're going to say Jaguar wrong? (laughs) I was scared because I, you know, when you say a word so often and then you like, you kind of become self-aware of it. You're talking about Jaguar. (laughs) No, I'm saying because I have looked over these notes, right? And oh, okay. the more that I say it from this, I'm like, okay, I should I have just you. did like a Google like uh, pronunci- <laughs> pronunciation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyways, this vehicle that what she saw was driven by none other than Dan, Dan Willoughby. Uh, and so stupid but I guess he like saw her litter like she he saw her throw like trash on the ground and he pulled up and he made like a joke about littering and then he gave her a ride to the mall 
Okay. All right. <laughs> That's how that happened. So, um, you know, she was leaving. He gave her his number. And that was the beginning of the relationship. They started seeing each other frequently. Um, Willoughby had a lot of business contacts in Mexico. Um, and Patina spoke Spanish and he did not. So she, you know, wanted to, or he needed her help. Yeah, it just, that's how he uh, kind of got her into his life or whatever. She wanted to be there, but that's how he told people why she was in his life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I get you. So yeah, he introduced her as like his Spanish teacher. Um, now, I feel like if I was in her position, I would be very like, what's up? Does Patina know about Trish? Yes. Patina knows about Trish. Hater. Trish knows about Patina. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. If, <laughs> that's the thing is I would be like very weirded out and you know yeah what's the word when you're like speculating something's happening paranoid yeah I would be paranoid that something was happening but um she as I said he introduced Patina as his Spanish teacher so that's all she was not his girlfriend right um and Dan's wife Trish was actually way more successful than him um she made most of the money she had a line of herbal supplements with her mom uh so they had a very successful business um with that so she made like millions of dollars but yeah so he started having more frequent meetings with Bettina and more trips to Mexico with her yeah sketch um this escalated into Dan buying Patino uh, an apartment down the street from him. So she was right there. And this house that he bought her an apartment or whatever, they had like a swimming pool there. So Dan would bring his kids and they would swim in the pool and they would just hang out there while Dan was studying in the apartment oh with Patino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know where his wife was during all this like she probably was none the wiser making money true probably you Selling know her supplements uh yeah exactly so eventually dan's employment comes to an end gets fired let go he's done so so he's not making any more money it's all trish's money so the apartment and stuff is now being paid for by trish exclusively which is even worse um i will say that dan did in fact learn spanish so that is something that happened uh, <laughs> amongst all this it wasn't just the cover <laughs> he did learn the spanish um, well that's good and could have downloaded duolingo for that i know right exactly you know i need a whole ass woman for this um right <laughs> So Trish could never get a hold of Dan anymore. She never knew where he was and what he was doing. One day she decided to visit uh, Patino's apartment. She went straight to the bedroom and caught uh, Dan putting a shirt on. And she did not see Patino. She didn't see her in the room at all. She was 
obviously Patino hid somewhere in the room. Um, yeah. Or that's what actually Patino actually said herself, but she was in the room. She had hid like in the closet or something. Um, but at the time, Dan had told uh, Patino to deny it um, when Trish confronted her. Uh, and Patino offered to stop tutoring Dan if it was coming in between their marriage. Um, but yeah, they didn't stop seeing each other. Like, obviously, Trish was probably like, yeah, do that. Don't, you don't need to do this anymore. You know, he doesn't even yeah. have a job. And they didn't <laughs> stop seeing each other. So this brings us to 1991. Um, the Willoughby's went, the whole family, not Patino, just then they went to La Concha's Mexico. Sorry for the pronunciation for vacation. Um, why they went to Mexico, I just feel like that's a little weird considering that's just where he went on all these yeah. business trips with her. I feel like that was a weird choice for them to make as a group, <laughs> but that's I would fine. Say so, <laughs> yeah, right? A little weird. Um, one of the days, Dan piled the kids into the car to go to the museum. Trish want, wanted to stay behind for a nap. Um, and upon returning home, Dan sent his kids into the resort, their hotel room, uh, to tell their mom what they saw and stuff at the museum. And the kids are the ones who found their mom dead in the bed. A pillow was over her head, covered in blood. Her skull was actually crushed and a butter knife was sticking out of one of the fractures in her skull. Um, <laughs> you see oh where this God. is going, you know, you can probably yeah. guess. But basically, so the Mexican police took Polaroids of the crime scene. There was items strewn about $400 and some rings were missing. And it looked as though a robbery went bad, basically. Um, going back to Arizona, there was detectives that started getting tips um, from like the neighbors around Dan and probably Dan's old co-workers and things like that, that people knew that Dan was cheating on his wife. Mm -hmm. um, people were saying Dan finally killed his wife, things of that nature. Like they were literally just like out here <laughs> gossiping, saying the worst. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, oh, also past co-workers had said that Dan would often come out of the office restroom smelling like strong cologne. Uh, he would often say he was going to Digital, which was a client company uh, that they worked with, but everyone knew it meant he would be with a woman for the rest of the day. So it was just kind of like, yeah, code or something. Uh, and it came out that he had a joint checking account with Patino in which he would deposit money into often. Um, whether this was before or after, he had a job or both it's probably just both probably put his own money in and then continued to put his wife's money in there um she had a whole lot of sugar daddies yeah exactly uh so Great. i said they went on vacation in 91 um and in 1990 uh it was found out by these detectives in arizona that in 1990 uh dan and patino were actually engaged um he had bought her a ring and that was yeah so they were 
he was married and engaged at the same time. And this was during the time where both of them assured Trish that the relationship was nothing more of the student teacher type of thing. In Arizona, the detectives wanted to question uh, Dan. So basically he was acting like a grieving husband would until the subject of money came up. Uh, then he began to like sweat profusely and his heart rate was up and you know he denied having an affair and said that he was happily married and all that junk um the money part made him very nervous so that was you know a big red flag among the other red flags that were already there um and then they questioned uh patino the only document they received from her was a social security card which had the name alfredo patina or patino one of yeah i have it alfredo. written both here yeah, so Alfredo Patina. <laughs> um, the only thing they learned basically from the stuff that they could get from her was she got a gender reassignment surgery in the 80s. So Yesenia was Alfredo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's did, fun. Did Dan know this? Uh, Dan did know this, I think. Oh. I'm pretty sure he knew this. That was Fair. what happened. But anyways, um, when she was questioned again, uh, Yasina's purse was searched, which had Trisha's rings in it. Um, she obviously denied being involved in the murder, uh, but she did admit to being in Mexico partying with her friends when the murder took place. So she was in the same vicinity when they were there. And so, you know. What a cool thing right two red flags i don't know how you would have trish's rings if you weren't involved you know what i mean um, right but she she did say that she uh bought the rings off a random man on the beach the day of the murder okay yeah right Whatever. um no she didn't <laughs> so she was arrested on this is a separate i think after the questioning took place but she was arrested on a shoplifting charge in mesa um and investigators from mesa flew to mexico to do their own search of the crime scene um so i think at that time she was in custody probably for the charge um and they flew to mexico do their own search uh, they discovered fingerprints on a Coke bottle. They sent the fingerprints in to be tested, and they came back as a positive match for none under than Patino. Woo! Okay. Woo. We knew where that was heading. Yeah. Um, so they had what they needed to arrest her for the warrant, except she had run off. So maybe she wasn't in custody. I guess she ran off. Whatever. They couldn't find her. Um. So every type of media was used with her picture offering words if someone came forward with info. Uh, in December 1991, someone did come forward saying they saw Patino, Patina uh, working in a bar in Mexico. And there was, that was when she was arrested. Um, so that was literally, I think they went on vacation. The murder took place in August and fall. Well, so fall would have been a little bit later, but yeah um and so this was just a couple months after 
she didn't do a very good job of hiding <laughs> no. uh, and then, right and then brings us to the confession um Yesenia said it all started a few months before the murder when Trish confronted her um Yesenia gave Dan an ultimatum and Dan agreed to divorce his wife then a few days later Dan came up with an alternate plan you guessed it it was the kill the killer <laughs> yes exactly um it was basically it was Yusina's job to enter the vacation home after Dan and the kids left to stage it to look like a robbery um Dan was already to have bludgeoned his wife in her sleep before he left with the kids so I'm guessing he was going to get the kids out of the room go back in fucking kill her you know do what he needed to do and then leave with the kids and then yeah. have them come back and find her because dad of the year why would he do that why would he have his, his kids go in there if he knew that she was going to be in there dead why would he, he say hey you kids. guys go on up i'll be up in a minute that's right god i'm sorry i hate him i hate him no, all i mean good you should you should hate him he's he's bad bad news bears <laughs> um Adam's bears to shout. <laughs> so, <Sorry>. you, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Yesenia admitted to stabbing Trish in the head, um, but because Trish was still moaning, it was out of mercy. So Dan was supposed to kill her, and he, you know, hit her and whatnot or whatever. But he didn't kill her all the way; like she was still alive when Yesenia got there. So Yesenia said that that's why she stabbed her and tried to put her out of her misery stabbed her in the head with a butter knife <laughs> yeah i guess that's merciful like, whatever. right um <sighs> so dan's murder trial ended with him being sentenced to death uh yusinia was on trial in mexico and got a maximum of 35 years um i think they're both equally involved no it's not over yet there's a little bit more just a little tiny bit oh sorry um, sorry, sorry. no no you're fine no i was hoping you'd be like is that it and i'd be like no bitch it's not um <laughs> <laughs> but wait there's there's more <laughs> like Listen the infomercials <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> there's one for only three small <laughs> payments of 1999 <laughs> sorry okay um I, I i just have to say this i keep putting trish instead of yusenia or patino <laughs> and so i said trish sent a letter stating she murdered trish all by herself <laughs> I keep almost saying it that's why i'm like what did i write <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Um, Yesenia sent in a letter stating she murdered Trish all by herself. Sorry. Uh, she didn't want Dan to be <laughs> sentenced to death. <laughs> okay. Um, so there was a retrial stating Dan's first attorney did a poor job re representing him. So they did do a retrial for this whole thing. Um, and then Trish told this exact same story in the second trial that she did in the first. So 
she decided that what she wrote in her letter okay. wasn't true and <laughs> what she previously said was actually oh, correct my God. and so yeah it was dumb uh did I say Trish again? I meant Yesenia. <laughs> but regardless, whatever I said, I meant Yesenia told the exact same story um, that she did in the first trial. But anyways, <sighs> forensic scientists said that the crime scene was consistent with the story uh, that she told in court and not what was in the letter anyways. And so um, he <laughs> actually got a lesser sentence still in prison, but he was sent- sentenced to two consecutive life sentences instead of being sentenced to death um I don't know what changed I'm guessing the attorney that he had the second time was better but he's still in prison for you know the rest of his life so I think that's fair sometimes I think the death penalty is like getting off too easy you know I feel like you should have to suffer in prison so that's that's my thing but people have a great time in prison hopefully he didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hopefully he was a little he was someone's little bitch i hope so i hope so ah, <laughs> <laughs> and that oh is the God. story of uh yasina and dan so well, that's fun <sighs> Woo. that was a lot of fun yeah hopefully that uh you know was in the category of crimes of passion i thought so Seems technically like a... no but neither no, is really? mine yeah I don't understand so, what that means then. <laughs> By definition, <laughs> disclaimer, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'll put this at the beginning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. We could just change it to instead of crimes of passion, just passionate crimes. There we go. Passionate, no, passionate about crimes. That's it. Yes. But no, the crimes of passion are like key to the moment. Like in an argument then you're like oh i'm so mad i'm gonna stab you oh you know what i mean it's not premeditated oh okay well oh well we got a murder (laughs) mine's just a murder story too i was gonna say like i cheated i don't have a crime of passion but i have a passionate crime so i'm glad you did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) Woo! and we both did mesa i'm so happy this is great Okay. Watch well, it be the same story. And I didn't realize it. And I start reading it. <laughs> you start saying, you start off saying the same name. And you're like, oh, wait, you just said this. You just wah, pronounce wah, it differently. Like... <laughs> oh my God. So mine's the story of Jody Arias and Travis Alexander. Okay. This is circa 2006. A little a little more recent okay so Jody and Travis they didn't meet until later in life a little bit 20s 30s Travis grew up as a well he started his life his mom was a huge drug addict and had 8,000 kids so he ran away to live with his grandma and she taught him Mormonism and he was very very devout Mormon you were important. obsessed with Mormons, oh. man. This is like, <laughs> like talking about Mormons and all their wrongdoing. I'm just kidding. Oh my okay. gosh. One time I was home alone. And do you remember in high school when I had the big bruise on my chin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
no, that was embarrassing enough that I was a child at home alone and Mormons came to my door. <laughs> and I was like, go away. <laughs> like, did you answer the door? I don't know why I answered the door. They looked did they talk like to nice you? people. They did. They gave me a book of Mormon and everything. I was sitting there the whole time, like, yeah, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I guess you weren't that young. You said you were in high school, right? Yeah. When that happened, I guess that's valid. I yeah. I mean I don't like to open the door today. I don't know what I was thinking then. Anyways, nah, Travis was a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he became a very successful salesman for a multi-level marketing company. As they yes. do. As they do. Um, it was like a, it's called prepaid legal. It's like selling prepaid legal services. I didn't really, I never understand the MLM. But um, yeah. anyways, confusing. climbed up. He was making a bunch of money. Life was good. Travis wanted to move to a city that had, you know, a very, Mormon base mm-hmm. so he moved to Mesa Arizona oh. and but Jody lived in California and she was struggling with money and then one of her co-workers or managers or something um told her about prepaid legal so she was like oh cool I'll try that and so okay. they was the desperate people that get roped in you know I know because when they try to when you get roped in listen I have another personal story (laughs) is this okay yes I actually went to somebody's little like presentation about their thing I remember it was when I worked at the hospital the first time when I was like a food runner and um, one of the nurses, she came up and she was like, are you interested in making some extra spending cash? And I was like, I mean, I, nobody would say no to that. So I was right. like, yeah, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> so, I think we met at like Panera and she had a whole setup. She was like, here's some samples. Here's my oh laptop my with my PowerPoint presentation. And I was just sitting there like, this is stupid. I thought I was making brand. Right. Oh God. I'm I'm guessing that didn't uh you didn't go through with that, hopefully. No, I did not. (laughs) I was like, I'm too awkward. I'm not a people person. I can't be a salesman. Yeah. I've mm. also went to a big present. Well, I went to like a comp, not a conference. It was like a little hotel conference room and there it was like a presentation for um uh what was that? Whatever. It was like an MLM type thing where you yeah. know you sold stuff and then you got people to sell stuff under you and blah blah blah. You know, the whole shin. Yeah. But I didn't mm. do it either. So <clears throat> okay, so they actually met Travis and Jody actually met at one of those hotel conferences in Vegas. Okay. Um, this was September 2006. They met. He took her to like the executive ball or whatever that you can only get into if they're like high up in the ranks of 
correctly paid legal um <laughs> <laughs> wow what yeah. a man right and so they they were not they say they were not sexual at this point he's a mormon he's a good boy he's like i really like it though um, <laughs> <laughs> like i want to do it i gotta do it <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> oh, um. <laughs> so she claims though that I think it was that weekend that he uh, coerced her into performing oral sex on him okay okay um but it was okay because it was not vaginal intercourse so he right. was not a sinner and neither was she anyway so they exchanged numbers of course she had that they went back home they kept in touch um that was September okay and she started to fall in hard lust with him hard lust okay hard lust it was not love she'll tell you it was love but it was lust um <laughs> but that was November I mean December I mean god September um <laughs> and in November she actually decided she was going to convert to Mormonism a month later after meeting him and get baptized and he performed her baptism <laughs> okay wow I thought that was weird yeah that is uh anyway. that's odd yeah so they've been less than a month and you're like because she was so obsessed with him right and he's mormon so he's like i really like her but she's not wifey material because she's not in the faith you know okay um so yeah they were dating casually long distance they would meet up at a friend's house i guess they lived like kind of in the middle so it was easy to meet up and these friends noticed that Jody was a little possessive and kind of cuckoo. Um, they say oh. that if he got up and left a room, you wouldn't have to follow him. He went to the bathroom, she would stand outside waiting for him. Um, God. <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. She would go through all of his shit. Um, so at some point during, during this, they did become physically intimate. Okay. Gotcha. Um, they had a very physical relationship. In February of 2007, they made it official. Their boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, they were MySpace official. Oh, um, okay. It was great. Great for them. <laughs> so, February. February. And in June, a couple months later, they broke up. Oh, I thought and you were going to be like, oh, they were June, engaged. Sorry. Jody moved. No. No. Went the other they way. They, because. They yeah. Yes. Travis broke up with her because she was cuckoo. Um, but the same, like right after their breakup, Jody decided that she was going to move down the street from Travis. Oh no. <laughs> she up and moved her life across the state to like keep tabs on him, keep him keep him wanting it. Because that is not they a broke good up. Uh, 
No, they <laughs> they would still meet up and hook up and sexed and all that. Um, but they were not. Yeah, together. They were not like, together anymore. All right, so they're still hooking up. Okay, bad on both their parts. Um, and in December of 2007, Jody get I mean not Jody, Travis gets a new lady. Um, however, he's still hooking up with Jody. Oh no, Not very Mormon of him. <laughs> Bad, um, but obviously Jody is extremely jealous of this lady. Um, she sent her like an email pretending to be somebody else because um this lady was also Mormon, so she sent her an email saying like. Um, God would not like you whoring around if you ever sleep under the same roof as a man again. You're going straight to hell. Blah blah blah. Oh my God. It was wild. And she also slashed Travis's tires. I think it was two nights in a row. Like he got them fixed the next day, and then she slashed his tires again because they were hanging think out. To like press had- charges or anything. He didn't have proof. Mm, I feel like he should have invested in some cameras, but okay. This is the early 2000s. They had cameras. Home security cameras. Not as prevalent uh, today. Okay. I mean, as it is today. Anyways, she also slashed the ladies' tires, I think. So. Bro, I would have been watching my car like a hawk. Hi. Have fucking moved. Right, that's crazy. Um, so throughout all this, though, they it was like this back and forth, they were addicted to each other. Like, he for some reason could not just be like, Yo, you're too fucking crazy, like, deuces. I think it was just sexual though, because he was dating regular Mormon girls that were like oh, to marriage but he's like I want my nut now and I can get that from Jody so I'm gonna go get that you know and then he can be um, all Mormon with the other girls right exactly mm, so Jesus he was a piece of shit too we're yeah just definition of having there. cake and eating it too <laughs> like mm-mm. yes um and like they both pretended like that they were both virgins and even when they were dating they were like oh we're so good we are we're pure they both pretended they had halos and were god's people i get it yeah <laughs> but that was the whole time though <clears throat> they were still talking hooking up and jody was still like hard eyes for him um so they fought a lot and he, yes. So March, 2008, okay, they're still friends hanging out. They started traveling together. They both have this book. It was like a thousand places to visit before you die. And they were friends marking off places on that book. Oh, and God. okay, I don't know. But eventually in April, Jody moved back to California. Um, because she couldn't afford the Mesa life, I guess. Okay. Um, 
And Travis I feel like California is reportedly even more ecstatic. I feel, it was like it depends on where in California, right? Eureka, oh, Eureka, California. I didn't even know that was a place, but sure, it's probably no. She moved back in with her grandparents. Oh, okay. sorry, so cheap as hell. She moved back to Cali. She moved in with her grandparents, but they kept their um long distance like sexting relationship going um she actually recorded all of their phone sex conversations without his knowledge god (laughs) oh no um she never really explained why um it could have just been for her or blackmail to get her to get him to like be with her or something right Um, sounds like blackmail there was that and (laughs) right um so fast forward to june okay on the 2nd of june jody rented a car okay and she was planning a trip to visit her friend and old fling um I think he's also in California, but like I think Eureka is like up and wherever he was was down. Um gotcha. So she rented a car and she needed uh she bought extra gas cans, right? <laughs> She's going on this trip. <laughs> okay, and she actually dyes her hair as well. And she, oh, around these couple days, um, the gun in her parents' house was reported stolen, burglarized. There was a string of burglaries in the neighborhood. So who knows? Um. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Totally wasn't Jody, of course. Who would suspect her? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So on the fourth while she's doing her little uh, road trip she makes a pit stop to none other than mesa arizona and they were taking pictures and stuff this is important they were taking naughty photos of each other very explicit and (laughs) um and so at one point Jody is taking pictures of Travis in the shower and then that is where the last photo of Travis alive was taken oh she attacked him in the shower (laughs) um and there was actually a photo that was sorry back up she had it on it was like a fancy camera so it had like an automatic thing it would go every few seconds just automatically take the picture at some point, there were like I think it was two pictures taken of like the body and one of her like dragging him, but it's not very very clear. Yes, it's not very clear. So it's no, hard though, to you probably tell. make out There's, what like, that is. Foot. Yeah, you can see it's her foot and like his head on the ground. There's blood. 
Anyways, so Mr. Travis had 27 stab wounds, front and back. Oh, Jesus he Christ. Was shot she in went the ham. Face. <laughs> she went ham. Just wait, though. It gets better. Um, he was shot in the face. There's a bullet found in his cheek, and his throat was slit from ear to ear. Like, all the way. Jesus, like, up and around. Um, they reportedly had a hard time deciding, like, figuring out what his exact cause of death was, just because mm-hmm. there were so many different things that would kill you that happened. Um, I think I would just chalk that up as, like, loss of blood. blood. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's See? What they did. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And then, so she did all that, and then she staged him, like, she, she put him in the shower, um, but he wasn't there when he was killed, but she put him in the shower, and he's, like, sitting there, and she tried to wash him off, Okay. and then she tried to clean up a little bit, but not really. She left a bunch of blood, she dipped on out of there, and then she went back, she went to visit her friend like she was supposed to, like, nothing happened. Right. Okay, and so Travis traveled a lot, okay, and he had a trip to Cancun coming up okay. um, with a girl, so I think, I don't know if that's officially why, but I think that's why she killed him, because she was jealous. Probably, sounds all right. To go, and she didn't, but so his roommate were used to like not seeing him very often not seeing him around so five days the body sat there for five days and nobody knew and oh it's my like could you imagine that thing right like I feel like after the first day your body starts to you know decompose yeah. and you get stanky and neighbors start complaining or wherever they were like but right. yeah but um, the cops even asked the roommates, like, yo, oh, like, how did you not smell that death? <laughs> and then they were apparently like, well, we're a bunch of dudes living in a house together, all in our 20s, something, we're not the cleanest people. I'm used to it being stinky. Okay. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> like right. We just always smell like death, whatever. <laughs> None of us wipe our ass. <laughs> god oh my god obviously the police were asking around like oh i'm sorry um backtrack um it it was only discovered because the girl that he was supposed to go to cancun with was trying to get a hold of him because they were supposed to go the next day and she couldn't and then she started to get worried she went to his house nobody was answering she called some of their mutual friends they came over and they got the code to the garage um, so that they could go in and then they all found him like that and then there can you see look at these look at the crime scene photos there's so much blood it's horrible i don't know if i can just you know what I mean it is like I feel like my mind just like makes those things I just like have to pretend it's like from a movie or something to like and just knowing that it's not it's just like 
God, it makes you uncomfortable. It is bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I also saw the autop not the well, yeah, the autopsy photos and <laughs> they were oh, so God. bad. Like the, he rough. was fucked up. I'm sorry. No, I could I'm, not imagine like hating somebody that much. Yeah, um, so that's anyways, why you yes. said she was in hard lust and not in love, because that's not something you do to someone you yeah. love. So the police were asking around, like, hey, anybody have any idea who could have done this? Literally everybody was like Jody. For sure it was Jody. Like there's not a question in anybody's mind that it was fucking Jody. Um God. and so before they could even uh get a like do anything about that it was like that night when everybody was like still there getting information they're all surrounding the house morning um Jody started calling his friends saying like well most of them didn't answer but some of them she'd be like yeah I'm trying to get a hold of Travis he's not answering my calls like is he okay wow okay (laughs) and then somebody was finally like yeah he's fucking dead I'm sure in their mind they're like you know this um right no exactly yeah (laughs) she actually called the police station herself saying like yeah I heard Travis was dead I'm really upset but I want to be able to help any way I can so I'll answer any of your questions if you need me to like she's psycho psycho you tell she she sorry one no she just tried to be so manipulative about it that she was yeah. not good at it I think so <clears throat> she was officially questioned in person so they had a little camera going um and her behavior was bizarre she um at one point when like the cop left the room for a minute she did a headstand took her shoes off and just like did a headstand <laughs> like all right and she started singing <laughs> like I don't know it was weird yeah she's then, a little messed up in the head she's unstable for sure yes absolutely um and she was denying being there but the cop was like well we know that you were there because we found these pictures right and then um he was like this is you and then she's like I guess that looks like me and he was (laughs) like that's all of you that's (laughs) all of you (laughs) but no she she actually attempted to destroy those pictures she put the camera in the washer and ran it Okay. However, that it did destroy the camera because they had a memory card in there, and okay. they were able to get the pictures from the memory card. They were time stamped and everything, and there so, you go. so she was like, "Case closed." Yes. Right? No, she was like, "I wasn't there. Like, I was visiting my friend in California." And then he was like, "Well, we have you here. Like, we we know you were here on this day." And she's right. like oh yeah I forgot on my way to visit my friend um Travis begged me to come over so I stopped there as well right. <laughs> like show me the receipts show me the text messages or the phone right? calls or something you exactly. know exactly <clears throat> okay so there was that 
her story changes a couple times mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know why I mean they, they had to have officially like arrested her she wasn't tried yet but she they she was arrested and while she was arrested she changed her story she's like actually I was there but I didn't do it it was ninjas <laughs> okay all right Joey. <laughs> she says like these two people a man and a woman came in and um they were dressed in all black and they were like acting like ninjas and they killed him and they for some reason they spared me my life because they said that I wasn't what they were there to get and they let me go and then I was just so scared. I didn't want to say anything about it because they threatened me and my family if I told anybody. So now I'm worried about the ninjas. <laughs> you know, she's crazy enough that like, I feel like in her mind, there were ninjas there, you know? <laughs> I just think no. that she's, she's something. She is something. Her story changes again. Okay, um, no ninjas. <laughs> No more ninjas. The ninjas are gone. She made up, oh, she says that she made up the ninja story because she didn't want to uh, attack, I mean, like, speak badly of Travis because he passed. And he was so abusive. And he attacked her. And it was all self-defense because he attacked her. Wow. Okay. Despite the fact that he had a 27 stab wounds in his front and his back, he was what? shot in the face and his throat. He was practically, he was borderline decapitated, but it was self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's crazy. She's off the handle, my dude. Dude, yes. So <laughs> obviously nobody fucking believes her. I think she's right. the only one that believes her. Um, you went from ninjas to self-defense. I Yeah, you were gone at ninjas. No, everyone <laughs> stopped believing you at ninjas. No, you were gone when you said that you weren't there. And they were like, well, oh, these pictures true. say you were here. And she's like, oh, I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, so this trial wasn't until 2013. And I actually watched it because I was on maternity leave. And it was a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) Well. She, okay, so most accused murderers are told, like, don't go on the stand or they choose not to go on the stand. She she was like, I want to go on the stand. And she, I think it was like, I don't know, how long was it? It was a really long time that she was questioned. I think it was at least eight days. Oh my god, she was on the trial. She was on the stand for eight days. Yes, not Ooh. just the trial. That's her being examined and cross-examined. Wow. Like, um, and they played her for little uh, audio recordings for all to hear and his family and all that and then she tried to say that he was a pedophile she found him uh, she walked in on him looking at like naked little boys 
so but she is just a psychopath she you could tell she was having a blast on the stand with the prosecutor just because she loved like she just loved the attention she loved getting them worked up and I don't know she seemed proud of herself and she's a storyteller for sure so I'm sure she was just having fun you know she's crazy enough she doesn't care that she murdered somebody yeah like she's just not so like the prosecutor I think at one point was um oh she also said a lot of time like she she had memory problems okay so she didn't remember killing him at all um but she was sure it was self-defense even though she didn't remember um and then the prosecutor was like well when do you get these memory problems that you claim to have um and she was like she had a smirk on her face and she's like usually when grown men like you are yelling at me <laughs> Whoa. Like, just, like that like she wow. had a fall yeah she ultimately did get convicted she was up for Thank the death God. penalty um but they could not agree so she it was a mistrial and I think it was another mistrial I didn't really keep up after the fact um but yeah was she, she in up- jail the whole time these trials were okay so yeah um yeah she got life in prison okay that's good i'm sure she's crazy in there she's probably in a straight jacket you know no this is remember earlier i said people have a blast in prison sometimes yes <laughs> oh, there's no. a, there's videos of her doing like a karaoke contests and her jumpsuit like and then there's a another video of her like getting ready it was before the trial but she was like doing her makeup and stuff before doing like a tv interview stuff like that oh wow um, so she's a celebrity basically in prison or something and she wanted to be a celebrity to the world because she did so many interviews that her lawyers were like stop doing these interviews you're fucking stupid like stop but she just kept on doing them she'd be like was she just assigned lawyers like obviously probably right probably I think I'm not sure if they were public I would assume so yeah okay I feel like if they weren't then she they would have quit (laughs) yeah that's true probably even in the trial they were talking about how difficult to work with she is um (laughs) on the record they said that (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah but yeah she quote from her was like no jury could ever convict me and you can mark my words on that she said that oh that was another thing she said that was the biggest smile on her face and her mugshot was her like dolled up and are you serious yeah Hold on, I gotta look this up. Look What's it up. Her... Jody Arias. Jody Arias. Yeah. Arias. Mugshot. That's like the third auto search thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just like. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my God. There's another what? one where she just looks like she's having, like, I wonder if that's her. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like she's having the best time. Crazy. She is living life. She is not being punished. She's having a good old time. 
No, she's just wherever she is in her mind. It's uh, just I don't know somewhere. I don't even, even want to say wanna it's her making the best of it because I think she's just like she is at her best she right now. Like, yeah. Right, Jesus. Oh I'm glad she's at least in prison because at least in there she can't do much damage. Right. <laughs> Whoa. What? My voice just sounded like a robot when I said damaged, and I don't know why. Oh. Great. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> I went for goat noise, I guess. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, that's crazy. Jody yeah. Arias is one. That's so piece of work yes she's where she belongs and although travis was not the best person i don't think he deserved to die so no no he probably just i don't know he needed therapy as well because he clearly was like barking up the wrong tree when he chose jody to be the one that he like to keep in his life and like do stuff with you know what i mean i mean he he kept her around strictly for sexual purposes. So I think his exactly. therapy should be based around sex addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. A little bit. A little bit. So that was my passionate crime. Passionate she crime. She was very passionate about him and passionate about the process of killing him. The way she did it. <laughs> yeah, that was very, that's very intense. Overkill. Overkill for sure, man. Like... <laughs> Making my murder so, sound like a walk in the park. That was uh that was fun. I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad for any of this. I'm I hope <laughs> none of this ever happened. I'm glad those people died so that we can talk about no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm just I'm glad we could bring these stories to uh because I had never heard of yours. I don't know if you I ever didn't heard hear of yours. One. Exactly. It's so crazy so. that they are around the same city. Yeah. Specifically. I feel like there must be a lot if that happened. Because you know how many crimes we could have chosen and we just happened to chose. Do you know what right? I mean? I think there's some bad juju in Mesa. There is. Like you said, beginning, we're, we're avoiding that place forever. Yep. <laughs> But yes, it was fun. Thank you for it was sharing fun. your story. Thank you. Thank for you for listening. Yours. Yeah. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. bye. <laughs>